watched Disney way before you even imagined you would have kids? Are you a mom who wonders if you have to take your kids with you to Disneyland? Are you a mom who's hoping that their child or children will be as Disney obsessed as you are? Then this, my friends, is the podcast for you. Here on Disney Moms Gone Wrong, we talk all Disney movies all the time. We'll review different Disney movies weekly, asking some serious and not so serious questions. Hang out with us while things get a little silly and possibly a little controversial. Hey guys, welcome back to Disney Moms Gone Wrong. How are we feeling today, ladies? We're wrong today. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, I am Susie. I am uh, hosting our weekly podcast. Uh, We are doing the movie Turning Red. Um, Just an introduction. Again, I'm Susie. I am Disney fanatic, of course. Uh, Boy mom and addicted to coffee amen i will jump in there i am sarah also addicted to coffee um i am a mom of two beautiful little girls and today i'm feeling extra spicy so i think i would be like more on the disney villain side today guys but like cusco disney because that's me so that's that's a little who i am today All right, guys, and don't forget me. I'm here with you also. My name's Diana. I am a mom of four. My bonus daughter is almost 11 years old. And then I have my son almost 10 and my daughter just turned eight. And then I have a little one-year-old cruise in this house. So I like to live my life fully caffeinated and ready for whatever may happen because in my life, you just genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yes, my kids keep it quite spicy in this house. I am a Disney fanatic. I have 90% Disney tattoos on my body. And to be fair, my last three and next two Disney trips will be without my children. I I think they're going with me next year. I think they're going with me next year. (laughs) I think. If they can can get it. Listen, we go to Six Flags and we're like waiting in line and they're like pouting. Like, I'm not taking that to Disneyland. No, don't I, need those vibes. <laughs> I don't need when I can take you to sit in a line. Maybe I'll just start trying at Walmart. Six Flags a long drive for that. I'll go to Walmart. <laughs> if they can handle the line at Walmart, we can go to Disneyland. We oh, have gosh. a strict family rule, and this is like my immediate family. It's got started from my brother. But if he sees a kid crying at Disneyland, he just goes banned, banned. <laughs> and he bans them all from Disneyland. Oh, no. Any little kid that's Bans crying. Them. So now that we go with our kids and one of them starts crying, he just turns around and goes, banned. <laughs> banned from the happiest place on earth. I didn't even know you were allowed to cry at Disneyland. And then I see all these kids and I'm like, like, do you even know the rules? Like, <laughs> do you even under, like, what are you, what are you doing? Did you read the packet like, ahead you know of time? Where you're at? This is called the happiest place on earth. Like, I don't know what kind of. Get it together, (laughs) five-year-old. Thank you. Or get out of the line. I don't want to hear you for the next 45 minutes. I just want to go on, like, the Toy Story Mania. So, like, get out of my way. (laughs) All right. So So let's move on to our topic for today. We are talking about Turning Red. Turning Red was a movie that was released this year. We have uh, the director, Domi Shi. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Um, So some famous voices that I just want to talk about and mention. Um, The mom, Ming Li. Did you know her voice is Sarah O? She's from Grey's Anatomy. Sandra, Sandra, sorry. Christina Yang. (laughs) She's Christina Yang, better known as Christina Yang from Grey's Anatomy. I love her. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, I recognized her face and realized she was from Grey's Anatomy. Obviously, I'm a Disney mom. I'm not a Grey's Anatomy mom. Yeah. So I recognized I'm, I'm, her. <laughs> I'm both. Mom of both. <laughs> See, I'll take it back. She was in Under the Tuscan Sun. Love that movie. I'm, I've am i never seen Grey's Anatomy. You should watch uh, her. I've just, I've seen the memes. I've seen the memes. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> uh, the other person um, is the main character, Mei Mei. Uh, Rosalie Chang, and she is new, but she's a Bay Area native. Oh. So I'm like, represent. Okay, then. <laughs> I, that's super cool. Do you know what else is super cool? And this might be like skipping ahead. 
but the temple in that movie is based off the Chinese temple in Marysville, California. Oh, wow. Oh. That's like, it was Down built the street in around 18... the corner. <laughs> Correct. I've driven past it. Yeah, it was built in 1880, and actually in the credits, they give like homage and a thank you to the temple. Which, for those of you that don't know, most of us are based around Sacramento, California on the podcast, so Marysville is not far from where we're at. Yeah. I'm skipping a jump. And then the last voice that I just thought it was hilarious that Disney Disney would hire on to, like, do a voiceover um, was the voice for the ants. It was Lori Tan Chin. She was a character, and I'm not sure if you remember her, but I once I saw her picture, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they picked her. She was from Orange is the New Black. So do you remember in <gasps> Orange is the New Black, they have like the like Asian group, and it was the the little old Asian lady that had like super short yeah. like boy hair, and she was like just very spicy. <laughs> like she's the aunt. I'm like, what? That is surprising. I love that. <laughs> I love like, that. And I love Orange is the New Black, so I, <laughs> I was just like, I, I got to talk about this. <laughs> Orange is the New Black. I did love Orange is the... Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's actually really cool. I was a big fan yeah. of her. All right. So just kind of do a quick recap of what the movie is about. Does anyone want to volunteer to do that? Um, sure. I will recap. Okay. So the movie is about Mei Li, a 13-year-old um, girl, Chinese girl who is... When she gets too excited, she turns into a panda. She's getting ready to, like, go through puberty is the metaphor of the movie. Um, and she's learning how to, like, control emotions. And um, she's torn between being, like, the good, obedient daughter, making her mom happy, and, like, being herself and pleasing her friends. And in the midst of, like, being torn between those two things is when her inner panda starts coming out. and um, she has to learn how to control it. And then it goes into the movie where at this point, I'm hoping most people have seen it, um, where they are trying to do a ceremony that pretty much gets rid of her panda. And mm-hmm. so it's going through her. And I guess it depends how you look at it. But for me, it's going through her family trying to hide her true identity because it doesn't reach the family's expectations. We hide our pandas. Yeah. We, don't, we don't let them out. Yeah. Yeah, and that is totally true. I kind of got the same vibes mm-hmm. about the movie. Um, this was Pixar's 25th animated film. Um, and I think that the main like moral of the story was about like becoming who you really are, right? And understanding that there are going to be people out there that are going to laugh at you, they're going to bully you, but you need to decide that this is who you are no matter what right and i think that's something that our like younger generation is being very like transparent about um i was talking to my husband about this jonathan my husband (laughs) um and uh we were talking about it he was just very confused he's like i just don't understand it i'm like it's because you're a boy like let's just be simple you're a boy that's why you don't get this So it was so crazy because a lot of the complaints I was reading on social media, Twitter, reviews in general, were that like two things. One, there should have been a warning. My 10-year-old boy didn't need to see this movie. First of all, if you're a parent and you're letting your kid watch a movie, like if I don't know what a movie's about, I always see what it's about. Like just in general, like I'm interested. What's piquing my kid's interest? Mm -hmm. And if you would have looked up Turning Red on Google, you would have found out immediately what it was about. Immediately. Like, the first thing you see tells you about the movie that it's a metaphor for, like, a young girl going through puberty. So, one, parents that are complaining, I feel like maybe you need to do a little bit of research because Mm -hmm. you could find it in two seconds what it's about. The other thing is, like you said, Jonathan didn't get it. My son watched it. He's almost 10. He didn't ask one question about the pad scene. He didn't ask. Like, it didn't confuse him. Like, he just watched the movie to enjoy the movie. But I think for me, as a mom with a 10-year-old boy, I would let him watch multiple movies about this because as a kid growing up, and I don't know how you guys went through it, but I always felt like I have to hide, like, I have to hide the fact that I have a period, that I'm on my period. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to, like, don't let anyone see me put a tampon from my backpack into my pocket so I can go to the bathroom. I need to spray. (laughs) That way I don't smell like anything. And, like, 
But why do we like have to feel so ashamed of something so normal? And I don't think it hit me until I was a mom that I never want my daughter to feel as like nervous as I was to like bleed through or have a period at school. And I think if more young boys watch shows like this and it just became the normal, it, it, it wouldn't be so shameful for a young lady to have a menstrual cycle. Yeah. And, you know, like we would evolve also as a community. So like with that, with the movie being so controversial about like, oh, we're talking about, you know, um, periods and we're, and we're showing pads on the movie. Like like you said, it's it's nothing unnatural. And And honestly, I feel like Pixar did it very tastefully. All of the emotions that Maymay had were very appropriate for her age, like mm-hmm. being goo goo over a boy band. Like. Hello, and it's the early two thousands. Like, did you guys forget about NSYNC? Like, <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Like, hello, and um, they absolutely like. And when she's like, "Oh, that's your future dad," like that was a big complaint people had. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but when I was thirteen, like, yes. I was playing house. Like, I knew who yes. my baby daddy was. Like, do you remember JC Chazé? Still call me. You know what I mean? Like, I had, like, I knew who I was having. Like, we had kids. He did. I'd be like, oh, we have kids. He doesn't know it. Like, yeah, you're 13. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have crushes. You've gone through it. So, like, all the parents that are like, oh, my gosh, that's so inappropriate. Like, no, maybe you don't remember when you were 13. Maybe it took me four year 13 when they gave you Barbie and Barbie always had to have Ken and Barbie had a baby and you lived in this perfect little dream house with that little in- tan colored dog. Like, Mm-hmm. Nah, this was before we were 13 guys are we just picking up on it like yeah Correct. and then like Correct. when she when may may started like doodling in her journal like fantasies about the boy that she had a crush on at the daisy mart huh? and it's like even like the drawings weren't inappropriate they're totally appropriate for her age like the dude is like half mermaid half like lover boy and it's like there's nothing wrong i mean the mom's reaction was you know very um over the top but that's because it's the mom right like it's not traditional like maymay's doing something out of the box bah, you know um but i i just thought it was done very tastefully i don't i didn't see anything wrong with it no i agree i think that- it was we need to have these conversations like this this was me when i was 13 awkward and mm-hmm. like i had my little group of friends and we were totally into one thing it was in sync. I'm sorry. I was never a backstreet boy girl. Um, but like in sync was the vibe. And we would just, you know, sing it over and over the same song. Bye bye bye. Like you put down an in sync track and I will sing it to this day. And those Tamagotchis they I'll- had don't play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I will bye 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 dance you right now. <laughs> I'm just saying we could dance. I know it all. I, I but- will do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, but like the whole vibe too is like for most of us, like that was a that whole vibe of this movie was our childhood. This is based in the 2000s. It's why they have yep. the Tamagotchi. It's why I think there's an NSYNC song played in the beginning of it, but there's also the boy band theme. It's why, um, it's the, why one of the books that the kids are carrying is a parody of oh, Twilight. the night, yeah, mm-hmm. night, it's a Twilight night light or something like that. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. but that's why because. That was everything that was out in that time. And that was our time as children, which I think is why we relate to it because it is around our age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Sorry. I do think that the movie was um, appropriate for the time. And so as far as like being in the 2000s, you know, like how Mei Mei got um, a CD made like burn, yeah. a burned CD from her friend. And I'm like, oh, I can just remember like all of the like Destiny Child CDs would burn <laughs> as a kid. I love it. Some 3LW. Yeah. Sarah's hottest mixtape. Yeah. Hello. I, we used Sarah's to write the songs CD. in a spiral. Yes. Mm-hmm. We used to write the songs on the top of the CD in a spiral. Like that's how we kept track of what was on the CDs. You remember going on LimeWire and waiting like 75 hours to download like one song or Napster? Like, man, to or a download. Virus. Yeah. <laughs> download a virus. <laughs> oh, most of the time it was a virus, and then you download it. Mom get mad. Why are you downloading songs? It was. Uh, it yeah. was an era. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think some of the other complaints that were out is like they were upset about like the terminology they were using and some of the terminology I've seen hmm. like quoted that uh, people were upset about was gyrating. Um, they use the they say the words stripper music like my mom won't let me listen to that stripper music or something or the mom calls it stripper music. Um, yeah. They say crap in the movie and she refers. Oh, to her I did draw- catch that. She yep. refers to her um, drawings as sexy. Also, if these are problems with you guys, probably don't send your kids to my car because we're selling dope and slapping hoes. Like, I don't know that. <laughs> you I, don't even like we are turning up that bait. Like we are mobbing yeah. in my car. Yo, like yes. I take Paul's truck because it thumps. So I'm yeah. like, listen, we're playing. <laughs> we're playing something. Like, yeah, there's no baby shark up in my car. No, 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 no. no. Same. Let me no, tell no. you, like we're ro- rolling with DRE and the DO double G, like all day, all day. I'm saying, where's like, my biggie? Where's my biggie? Burn biggie. My daughter, a hundred. My daughter, like my oldest daughter, my bonus daughter. She knows every word to Juicy. Like she will, yes. she don't care. Like every word to Juicy. Chesney sings Palmdale and um, Bestie by Sweetie. Like. <laughs> I put on the edited version, but if that's what she wants to hear, then that's what she wants to hear. She got good taste in music. Man, the, well, can, uh, raising them right. I don't know. I'm saying. I just think it's like <laughs> the things we're getting mad about. Like, you're mad that it said crap because don't ever let me hear you say a cuss word around your kid then. Crap. Right. That's what we're mad about. Yeah. Or teach like, mo- teach your children how to use these words appropriately. Like. Thank you. I I could go way worse than crap. Let me tell you. And it's like, hey, that is not an appropriate word to use while you're at school. Like, have conversations. If you don't like the content, use that content to change the conversation. Like, hey, I don't think that word's appropriate. So this is how we're going to talk about it. And this is why I feel as your parent, it's not appropriate. Like, parents need to start parenting. Yep. Oh, 100%. Like, my kids know that, like, I'm an adult. And so I get to say what I want to say because I'm an adult. But you're a child. So while you're still learning to express your feelings, you're not allowed to say those things because we're, you know, like you're, you're a child, but I'm an adult. And when you're an adult, you can say those things as you please, but I hope that you've learned to say them in a respectful manner or in the correct way, or at least like use the profanity right. Yeah. Come on. Right. Use the, don't be making me so look ladies. stupid. My, my, daughter, <laughs> my daughter's first cuss word was shit. And it was because Eddie Huck. dropped something and said, and was like, oh shit. And then she goes, oh shit. And I was like, <laughs> and I. Isn't, isn't there like a song that starts <laughs> like that? <laughs> oh shit. There is. It's there London is. Bridge. Was it? London Bridge. Yes. yes. <laughs> How come no first time come on <laughs> And I was like, that- I was surprised, but like, I was more of surprised she didn't repeat after me because i cuss way more than my husband like it is censor city Mm. up in this house but (laughs) she got it from him and so we ripped that band-aid off so now if it happens to me like i'm not the one in trouble now Mm -hmm. hey he started it um (laughs) i say oh shit and huck also says oh shit (laughs) my (laughs) one-year-old it's like a team thing yeah, but like, we do it together. It's fine. Yeah. Chesney, Chesney will be like, Mom, tell him to say the SH word. I'm like, Chesney, stop. You're going to get me in trouble. Huck, say, oh, shit. <laughs> Mark doesn't talk yet, so Mark. Mark, oh, my gosh, I called my son by the wrong name. Uh, it's, it's like you called him a nickname. It's fine. Marco. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's keep going on this movie. We're off topic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, ladies. So, overall. How are we feeling about this movie? I liked it. Wasn't great. Wasn't amazing. Wasn't like top five. Like, I enjoyed it. It did its job. It entertained me. But it's not one that I, you know, would watch on repeat. Mm. That's exactly how I feel. I did not hate the movie at all. I liked what the movie stood for. I like that it's a step towards normalizing things that should be normalized. And I think if we can do that now, then our younger generation is going to grow up a lot less anxious about just normal human things that happen, like your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like that it embraced that. And I think it gave 
girls who are going through that and feeling anxious, kind of an outlet to feel a little more like, quote unquote, normal, like to not feel like they're an outsider. Um, I love that this is the first Pixar movie that is directed, written, and produced by all women. I think that's fantastic. Yes. I think it's fantastic. Run the world. Um, Girls. (laughs) Girls. What you know. Um, But like Sarah said, it is not something I want to watch every week. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt the same way. Yeah, I felt the same way with it. Though I think the movie was very refreshing. The fact that this was the first Pixar movie that broke the fourth wall kind of took me back a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. You know how Mei at the beginning she kind of like spoke to us. Mm-hmm. That's that hasn't been done in any other Pixar movie. Yes. So. Oh wow. And then yeah, I, I didn't realize that until you know I was like you know doing my research or whatever. Right. Um, but it was very refreshing to see um current like issues with our younger generation, the anxiety of, you know, really being able to express who you are and not being afraid to be who you are. Like when I was talking to Jonathan about this, and it's just like, you know, I work at a high school and you see this younger generation just being more um open and accepting one another for who they are when i was a kid you would never see a boy with like painted fingernails or like a glam face on and you see it now and it's just like yeah he looks good <laughs> he looks better than me <laughs> can, you can you give me can tips, tips? <laughs> yeah <laughs> what kind of foundation do you use i like, was please, just please gonna say that <laughs> the foundation every time you know what i mean and it's just like who cares like really it doesn't hurt me it, it it does it, it does nothing to me literally. So let's move on from this topic because it yeah it, it's really you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's I agree. It's fine. I think that even though the metaphor for this is like puberty, you know, a, a girl going through puberty, I think it is so much more about just accepting people for who they are and um, being who you are. And I think that, and maybe I'm looking too much into things because I tend to do that, but. If you really watch the movie, you see the generational trauma that happens in that family, right? The, yes. the grandma yes. sees the mom as a certain way, and now the mom is looking at that child and needs to see that child a certain way because her mom saw her that way. And I feel like actually in our generations, that does happen a lot with these children. Like, you mm-hmm. know, think back to your grandparents. What would they have expected? And then think oh, back yeah. to how your parents would have looked at you at 13. Because remember, this is supposed to be in 2000. So that is us. Mm-hmm. So how would your mm-hmm. parents have looked at you at 13? How would they have felt if you had painted fingernails, if you had yeah. different colors hair, if you had a gender preference that they did not prefer? I just feel like that even though it is, you know, the metaphor is puberty, it's so much more than that when you do dive a little oh, bit yeah. deeper into the generational trauma and her trying to be who she wants to be. And even at the end of the movie, when she's embracing her panda, the mom still cannot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, that was a little bit like that, that whole scene, right, where they go into like the pandem realm and they have to like tame their panda and the walk through the it's like a mirror kind of thing. Right. Right. And how um, Mei Mei decides to stay in the panda realm. So when you stay in the pandem realm and it's past the red moon, that means you can't tame it. it, it it'll the panda will be with, you, you know, in the human world instead of just the realm. Um Oh, so May May tells her mom that she's afraid um, that finding herself will push her mom away. And the mom's response is me, too. That broke my heart Mm -hmm. because you can just imagine like I can think of a bunch of different families, not only from my own, but like families that I know that have this situation where like the parents are like, yeah, I know you're different. but And I know I'm supposed to accept you, but I just can't like I know this is going to push me like. That was just, that was too real. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I think that's where Pixar was going was to make it so real because it's not the ending we wanted, right? Like we wanted the mom to be like, fine, I'll embrace my panda too. And I'm here for you and mm-hmm. we'll do it together. And the mom was like, mm, can't do what you're doing. Hopefully I can still love you through it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like so crazy because unfortunately, even at our age, there's a lot of that happening right now. Like you said, Susie, like mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many people I know who parents are not accepting the lifestyle they're 
they're living for multiple reasons, like for all different mm-hmm. scenarios. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm lucky enough that I don't feel like it would matter and my parents would love me regardless, but it doesn't always happen that way. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I do feel like this movie served a bigger purpose than just the puberty thing. Like, I think um, it makes us, I think as a parent, it made me look at, okay, wait, am I letting my kid express themselves? Like it did make me kind of take a step back and say, Am I doing my part as a parent to let my child decide who they are at their ages? Yeah. Like, hold on, Pixar. Are you trying to give me a parenting lesson right now? <laughs> hold on. Let me take no, a step I'm back. Pixar. <laughs> I, right? I was like, I see you. I'm not ready for this conversation today, Pixar. Yeah. yeah. And there was this other scene um, that kind of like tugged at my heart where the mom... Uh, the mom Maymay's mom uh her pendant broke and then it released her panda which was even bigger than Maymay and they had to at some point Maymay knocked her mom out there's this giant red panda in the middle of a stadium <laughs> they had to like pull into the circle so that they can go back into the realm and then the grandma is standing there watching her granddaughter pulling her mom to oh, get into yeah. the circle and the grandma's like, no, not my daughter. And she's like, breaks her like little bracelet. And then the grandma turns into a red panda. And then, you know, she's pulling her <laughs> daughter to save her daughter. And then she turns around at her other kid and is like, what are you guys doing? Like, come on, yeah. like, get up. And yeah. so that was also like another like tearjerker because it's like you can feel like grandma's pain for her daughter. And you can feel uh, Maymay's pain for her mom. Like, they're just trying to like, save her help yeah. each other yeah it is yeah i think it was that's fun. why the scene threw me off because like here they are working together to save her because they clearly love each other and then the mom's comment at the end of the me too mm-hmm. is what threw me because i was like wait wait a minute like mm-hmm. i thought we were all just fighting yeah. for each other because we loved each other so like why wouldn't the mom be like no i'm gonna love you through everything like, it's mm-hmm. not going to tear us apart. I'm going to love you through everything. Because that's what I would tell I my think kids. It, I think it has to do with the generational trauma. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mom was just, like, drilled with traditional ways and traditional thoughts. And it's very hard to undo that trauma. It's You can't do it from one day to the next. So I understand why they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Because it's deeper than that. It's deeper than just like, oh, magic fairy dust. Okay, now I'm gonna, everything's you know, better. Be... Yeah, I'm healed. so I think I, I agree with the director's decision on not having mom, you know, releasing her panda. Or however you'd say it. Can we talk right? about one thing? Totally. I mean, on topic, off topic, not. That really bothered me about that scene, though, that when they're trying to pull the mom back into the circle and they're and they're all starting to chant. And then the three girl like her other friends look up and then so like they're doing this beautiful chant in their native tongue. And then then this is what I was like, really, like when they had the the boy band start singing and that also (laughs) helped create the circle. I powered that. Yeah, I was like that shit. It was like Like, to me, it was like such a beautiful like chant. I wanted, you know, I was like, wow, that's like honoring it. And then you had like, it's tearing up my heart. Like (laughs) that helped the red moon because at this point, any song could have opened the portal at that point. Like. I get okay. I'm not in that in that same scene. I'm not sure if you caught like the emotion that they put they on did. Maymay. Like she was like crying because of not because of her mom, because of the song at that point. She'd love the song and she was like watching the the band sing live. Yeah. It like broke it for I me. Dying. I was like, all right, okay. But I think that's them like trying to lighting up the situation, right? Like this is too deep. Like everyone's chanting. This is a very serious situation disney's like let's put a little yeah Disney this is this is it like lighter. it's too real as all the <laughs> as all the writers are crying i, I love my mom <laughs> i need to call my mom <laughs> yeah like okay that was that uh to me i was like meh 
All right, you lost me on that one, Pixar. Yeah, that it made me laugh. Yeah. That scene that, made me laugh because it was like she really was all about her mom, like trying to save her mom. Grandma, they all broke their little tokens, or you know, they broke them to save mom. And then like Ford Town comes on in, and they're like, she just forgets about mom. I mean, she's still pulling, but was she pulling as hard? <laughs> No, because she was Anymore. about to kind of stop herself from gyrating. Yeah. So she could have pulled her because she was trying to control. Can we talk about the twerk? Can yeah. we talk about the twerking? First of all, can I get some lessons? Can we get a Disney how-to? Can- like they have a sing-along, but can Disney do a twerk-along? You just see the little Mickey head Hannah. bouncing on her ass. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, with it. Like left I cheek, would watch right it. Cheek. Cheek. Left cheek, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> she's picking up what I'm putting down. Like I'm putting it down and she's throwing it back. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen like this is a vision here. And if we don't take this straight to Mr. Mouse himself, I don't know. Disney. Right. Disney heroes out. Disney dance along. Working edition. If they need to call it gyrating, yeah. We can call it gyrating. Gyrating with the gals. And you can have Thank those. You. It would be I I'm on board. Sign me up. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. I'm with the shit. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I, wait, no, one last thing. Hold on. I don't know if you're gonna talk about this, but can we talk about the dad and how he was the cook in the house? Can we talk and, about how he's my favorite? Yeah. Like my da- I the love dad the was dad. my favorite in the whole movie. Yeah. I want to eat at the house. Favorite in the whole movie. So I think Okay, just like, I'm not sure if I want to get too deep. Just like in my relationship, Jonathan is my, like, rock. And I feel like the dad was the rock of the family, even though he seemed like the pushover because he, you know, would cook and make sure, you know, to tend to both the the wife and the the daughter. But, like, the scene where he finds the the recorder, the camera, and, you know, goes to Maymay's room and it's like, you know... Your mom was the same way, and she, I really loved her. So, you know, like expressing his love for his mom and accepting her giant red panda or not, <laughs> and telling her, telling his daughter the same thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're such a good guy. Like, you're such a good rock for this family. You don't was value those, like, yeah. And it's like, you don't value any of that, like, traditional culture, gender roles. Like, that's all out the window for you. You don't give two shits because <laughs> this is how so, you want your family <laughs> so paul is um we have like no gender roles in my house like paul is a cook he cooks dinner six nights a week and on my night we door dash it is what it is y'all like <laughs> you said you're he, welcome yeah you know what i mean i was like he was like it's your night for dinner and i was like tacos or cheeseburgers like <laughs> what would you like um and so we don't really do gender roles. And it's hilarious because my oldest is like, yeah, I'm going to find me a man that cooks. Like, what do you, you want me to cook? Like, my dad cooks. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I loved in the movie that the dad did kind of, you know, do the cooking. And, and I feel like he did play the in-between for, like, the mother and daughter. Like, he was the one kind of in the middle. And I understand that his character couldn't be, like, this huge character because of what the movie was supposed to be based around. But I wanted more of him. Like, I genuinely loved the dad. I loved his compassion to his mm-hmm. daughter when his wife could not be. Like, I didn't feel like she was. Mm-hmm. And yep. even when um, they were talking about wanting to go and they, like, gave the presentation for Four Town, I feel like the dad looked like he was open to it. And the mom was like, absolutely not. But, like, mm-hmm. the dad looked like he was like, hey, I mean, she, look at what she said. Maybe she should go. Yeah. Let's consider. That was a pretty good presentation, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I took notes. <laughs> if I could just do that at work, like, can you do my presentations? Right? <laughs> no, yeah, I, 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 I was team that. dad. Team dad. Yeah, I was like, I you knocked it out of the park. Okay, so did you girls notice any of the Easter eggs. Did you find any Easter eggs in this movie? So many damn Easter eggs in this movie, y'all. So many Easter eggs. Sarah, did you find any? Elaborate. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't. So, um, <laughs> how many cups of coffee have you had today, Sarah? I've only had 
too. It's been a day. You are slacking. I know. So you need I'm, four. I needed like I just needed an injection. Like no, not even an I IV. I had an energy drink today. I haven't had one in two months. And I was like, oh, no, my plate is full today. We are having a rock star because we will be a rock star today. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the the songs just keep on popping in my head. (laughs) Susie is for town today. (laughs) I am. I love it. One that I found that I really thought was cool is when she's turning into a panda in front of her crush in the hallway, I believe it is. He's wearing a sweater with a rock band on it. It's the rock band from Coco. Oh, I, didn't I love Coco. Like, I love Coco. That is that is the jam. I loved Coco. Um, so yeah, he's wearing the sweater with the rock band from Coco. It's like Escapula, Escapula. I don't know how you pronounce it. Mm. Oh, you know what? I band. did. Okay, wait. I'm waking up. I that, did see that. Are we talking? I did see that. That was from Coco. Was that? The band that played during like the talent show yeah, that they had at the like, yeah okay. in the uh what land of the dead city yeah. of the dead yeah New okay. York town of the dead I don't know <laughs> there were so many um when they are at Tyler's um pool party party you could see the Pixar ball I did see that one yes yep yep there the one that I saw. First time that I even watched the movie was the um, Pizza Planet truck when Meme was running down the street. I'm like, hey, and I have something to add about that later on. But um, I saw another Easter egg, which I thought was kind of weird. I didn't know Pixar does did this. Uh, They do uh, Easter eggs from their shorts, too. Did you know that? Yes, I did. I didn't. I didn't until this movie when I was doing my research. Yeah. So um, in Maymay's room, she has this little um, like ball of yarn on her desk. And that's an Easter egg from one of the shorts that um, it was like a short about the ball of yarn that was hired in a like male dominant like job. So she has to like fit in and, and, you know, be the only girl in the office kind of thing. I thought that was pretty cool that they are also incorporating shorts because I didn't know that. I was going to say it also makes sense to incorporate that short being as like she had to fit into a man's world. And this movie is about a woman becoming a girl, becoming Mm. a woman. Mm. Yep. Kind of makes sense. Um, Oh, there was more. Also on. um, What was it? The scene where they're walking in front of the Daisy Mart for like the first time. And Maymay's friend, I'm forgetting her name. Had her skateboard. Did you see the sticker on that skateboard, Sarah? Mm, Diana. No, I. <laughs> I feel like maybe I need to watch it. It's the Buzz sticker Lightyear for- sticker. And yeah, it's, and so- it's because remember we learned when we decided to start this podcast, we learned that Pixar not only does hidden Mickey's, which we haven't talked about yet, but they like give you a hint of the next movie releasing. And the next mm-hmm. movie releasing is Lightyear. Yep. So that, that I thought that was really cool. Super um, cool. And then I saw Finding Nemo, or Nemo, I should say, the sticker on the bathroom stalls when the girls were in the bathroom. And, oh, and I could, I could um, oh. the two statues in front of the temple. Oh, yes. 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 Are named- Sarah, go. yes. When the when the dad made the porridge and he did the little smiley face, that's from Mulan. <gasps> yeah. Oh, Mulan. <laughs> Mulan. Yes. Do you know that um, in Mulan two, um, Sandra O oh voices in in Mulan two? Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I read that. Hmm. I um, can't remember what character, but um, hmm. yeah, the two. The, in the temple, the two pandas statues are Bart and Lisa after The Simpsons. Which, okay, so that I was, I learned something new that day because I'm like, The Simpsons? Isn't that like Warner Brothers or something? Like, hello, uh, no, thank you. You can sit somewhere else. Um, you can't sit with us. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't sit with us. So apparently Disney bought uh, The Simpsons and like Family Guide and like a couple other like 
Fox franchisey stuff. I had no idea until I like actually yeah they Googled own, it. They, they own Fox. <laughs> I had and no the, idea. Disney yeah. owns everything. Take my money, Disney. Disney, All you can it. have everything. All of it. <laughs> okay, so the hidden Mickey's. Did you find any? I did. I did not. Just the, from the previous conversation that we had. No, that you were talking uh, about. So the actual hidden Mickey's, do you know when they're um, eating breakfast and the mom puts down, like when she first turns into a panda and the mom puts down like the donuts and the dad goes to grab one and she hits his hand. She's like too sweet. Like it's too sweet. And she hits his hand and she goes mm-hmm. to the bathroom because Maymay's like yelling or yeah, like yelling or whatever. The donut mm-hmm. holes make a Mickey head. Like in the donut holes, you can oh. see a Mickey head. That's and cl- then there was one more. Clever. Clever Disney. Oh, the blue- Disney don't play the balloons at Tyler's party and part of the balloons. There's also a Mickey head. Mm. I have to go back and rewatch it because yeah, I feel like did I, did I watch this film and that's... <laughs> it didn't like, entertain you enough, Sarah. <laughs> We're talking about turning red, right? <laughs> You're like, what What movie were we doing again? Maybe I, I was yeah. watching the sequel. I don't know. <laughs> the sequel? <laughs> she was watching the live version. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I was <sighs> turning red. I don't know. Someone turned red at this point. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So did any of you ladies watch this movie with your kids? Yes. And how did they react yes. to it? Kyrie loves it, and she will watch it on repeat. Which, I mean, mm. she's two, so at this point, anything that moves like super quick, she's like, yeah. And she loves music and animals. So, we hit we hit the mark with her. Um, My kids, so we first wanted to watch it, even before we knew we were doing um, even before we knew we were doing the pot on it and I had to watch it anyways my kids were like they had to watch it and my oldest one was like kind of hesitant um and but she totally enjoyed it and my kids loved it Chesney's watched it three times Buster's watched it two to three times it doesn't have like a soundtrack that I would like play in my car like in Canto hey we don't talk about Mm -hmm. Bruno in this car like we (laughs) we do not no 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 (laughs) but like this doesn't have a soundtrack like that and i think that's also part of the reason i wouldn't listen to it all the time because like i listen to disney for the soundtracks Mm -hmm. but my kids Mm -hmm. all liked it like huck didn't watch it as much as he's watched the other ones but i think it's because it lacks the music that keeps him interested like he's not really into 90s boy bands right now it's not his thing yeah Yeah. i can see that (laughs) um but buster chesney and amaya really seem to enjoy it and like I said, Buster wasn't like, oh, my God, this is gross. Or, oh, my God, Buster. Like, he didn't know. He didn't understand. <laughs> there was no warning. <laughs> so with my son, Marco, not Mark, Marco, um, <laughs> he obviously didn't care because he was he's, he's a year old. Uh, attention span uh, was probably about for a good 15 minutes. And then he's like, all right, I'm done. Let's move on. Can we play with Put my on t- that bluey? <laughs> yeah. So that, um, that, that was Huck. He was like, so do we have some Lion King, some something with some pizzazz in here? Like, <laughs> what are we doing, guys? Like, uh, yeah. But my other kids so, kept them entertained. So just to kind of like recap with the ending, I want to kind of mention this. The movie does like this full circle at the end where, you know, they've trapped their red pandas and Maymay did not. Um, and the mom and Maymay are standing right outside the temple and they do like the music that they had at the beginning where it's like super upbeat. Um, and they're looking at each other and they're like, are you ready? And if you, I'm not sure if you remember, but like at the beginning of the movie, when they did that, it was to cue them like cleaning mm-hmm. and doing everything perfect and making every, you know, everything was just you know where it needed to be uh, but at the end of the movie they set up the same scene but when they say are you ready let's go or let's do this um may may turns into her red panda and it's like the business is thriving more than ever and they're doing everything like totally different than before and it's just like 
full circle of this movie. Like, I love how mom has embraced it and is like encouraging it into her like temple, like the business, the family business. Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> not trying to talk with- about. Yes. Can we also talk about how dad was still like, you know what? You go do you. I'll be the red panda. Because he's so cute. Because yes. <laughs> he A1. is the foundation. <laughs> that is A1. And she was even like the mom was kind of an asshole to the friends the entire she was uh, movie. And at the end, yes. she's like, do you guys want to come for dinner? And she like even embraced the friends. And I thought that was like a big circle. Because I feel like as a parent, it is easy to blame a group of friends for your child's actions or for who yeah. your child's becoming instead of just embracing who your child's becoming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, like, I think that like that really showed in the, in the end too, when she like embraced the friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree. Um, especially like when Maymay tried like walking out of the temple with like her tail and like her ear sticking out and mom's like, are you sure? Like what, like, what are you doing? And she's just like, it's okay, mom. It's like, it's cool. Kind of thing. The my mom, panda, like, my choice. Off. Yeah, my yes. panda, my choice. I did love that, <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, cool. I did, but if I, I'm like, I did like that. But if one of my kids tried to walk out in something that I didn't deem appropriate and tried to my body, my choice, me, I would their bedroom, my choice. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you live in my house, my rules. Right, like you're at 13, like I still get a little say over what parts of your body yeah. go in public. It needs to be appropriate for the age, right? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a big believer in that. Like, I am a big believer in. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of it has to do with not that we need to hide our bodies or be ashamed of our bodies. But at younger ages, when we're showing our bodies off, we don't understand what that does. It's never anyone's fault that shows their body. But, like, you don't know what to look out for. You don't know who to look out for. You don't know what you're looking out for. You haven't been Mm -hmm. exposed enough to the real world to understand that even though it shouldn't, dressing a certain way does alert predators, I should say, or bring around the wrong group of people. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have enough information to understand to watch out for those things, then like Mm -hmm. they shouldn't be doing it. So it's not necessarily like the clothing part, right? It's the knowledge and the power exactly to say no and to identify yes. what is not right right 100%. unless you can unless you can tell me that you know how to say no to others and you know what to respectfully to your parents too mm-hmm. right like learning how to set boundaries unless you can do that then sorry girlfriend we're not it's we're not, not playing it's not happening <laughs> yeah i completely agree it all comes down to like are you knowledge. yeah are you aware enough to know and like Diana said, I can't even say it again, apparently, but like Diana said, can you identify your surroundings and know what, mm-hmm. like what you as a person, as whoever you are choosing to be, what message do you want to send the world? Because mm-hmm. yeah. people, I mean, unfortunately, we judge outward appearances. So yeah. what message do you want yeah. that to be? And I mean, that's not even close. If you like want to send a message with your with a crop top, that's fine. But you have to know you're sending a message. And until you can choose with all the knowledge and power what message you want to show, then sir, we're going to have to talk about it. I absolutely agree. So, All right, girls. So now it's a pretty critical decision. Um, are we going to add this movie to the Hall of Fame? No. The <laughs> Disney Mom's Gone Wrong Hall of Fame. That was a quick answer, Sarah. No. So look, I want to say no because I don't think I would watch this movie once a month because it needs, it does need a little more excitement. I feel like it, it is just a blast story. Like there wasn't a lot of, I don't know, maybe I just need a better soundtrack. Come on, Turning Red. Um, but turning I am going to say yes. I am going to say yes because I felt like Snow White was very instrumental in Disney's becoming better in the future. And I think Turning Red can do the same thing. Um, for making normal things that happen to even like boys, but boys and girls in life more normal. So I'm going to say yes, because one, it touches on puberty, which nothing has had. And I think that we need more things to normalize that. And I'm going to say yes, Mm -hmm. because it is the first all-female directed, written, and produced movie. And that is a historical thing for Pixar. So I'm going to say yes and hope that it's paving a way for better things in the future, the same way Snow White was. 
Yes, I agree. And I, though, I agree with both of you. Um, I do think it, it's going to go in my in my personal Disney Moms Gone Wrong Hall of Fame. Um, the fact that it touches a subject that not a lot of people or even movie producers want to talk about, which is change, right? As a human being, as a, as a girl in this situation, um, and learning how to identify that change and accept that change, and also um, being able to accept what you want and reject what you don't, mm-hmm. right? So something new to Pixar with how they broke the fourth wall that is something that was very refreshing to to watch, especially in a in a Disney Pixar movie. Um, and I just I like the beat of it. There, the music was really good, though. Again, not like Encanto. We're not talking about the pressure <laughs> or Bruno. Trip, trip, trip. I'm just saying, I will slap Encanto in the truck. <laughs> um, but I do think that it sends a really good message as a parent makes me reflect of how am I empowering, you know, my child and how am I letting them? I mean, he's only one, but still like, you know, how am I helping him express himself? Right. Cause their brains are so developing so fast. Like, and I we need to like feed that. <laughs> I agree. And I think you say he's only one, like there's not much you could do, but I, like when I was little, I remember like watching parents take baby dolls from their one-year-old son or yeah. not letting their son wear the princess dress not up. Cool dress up dress so i think it does start as early as one like what toys you're letting your kids play with things like that also yeah if he wants to be yeah. mark or marco who does he want to be <laughs> who does who does he want to be i've only had um, two cups of coffee today please bear with me <laughs> so i have another i have another question since we are kind of a two for three here for this hall of fame um how are we putting them in our hall of fame is it majority vote is it all or nothing mm. how, how does this go does this go in the well, Hall of Fame or no? I mean, maybe. it would be ma- maybe it's a majority. Yeah, majority vote tends to win. Okay, I I, I can okay. I can be I can concede because I do love your like <laughs> your guys's opinion. Like, yes, it was groundbreaking for all of those reasons. But do I think this will age in a way? Like, will this will like Snow White? It did such groundbreaking things, and while we've gotten away from Snow White. It's we still talk about Snow White. I don't foresee us really taking Turning Red with us ten years from now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I think sense. I I think as groundbreaking as it was, it didn't break the ground. We just chipped at it. And, and it's just like a stepping yeah. stone. And so and like I will give it it was awesome. It uh it was awesome for what it started. But I do not think this will be like the movie to watch 10 years from now. I have another fun okay. question. Just something that literally <laughs> just popped in my head. Okay. Do if it. you Love could it. turn if you could turn into any animal when you were excited, what would your red panda be? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. An Ooh. octopus. Okay, hold on, hold on. Ooh, why an octopus? I love octopus or octopi, octopus, whatever. That is actually my favorite <laughs> animal because first of all, they don't do like they're not active, which I'm not active. So let's start there. Um, but they are super smart. Too. They conform to like what they need to conform to to fit whatever to protect themselves. And they are just like such fascinating creatures to me. So I love octopus. I think they're amazing. Actually, my husband, Eddie, he has an octopus tattoo on him for me because it's my favorite animal. Oh, I love Learned something that. new every day. I didn't know. Yeah, it's it's like that. surrounding a rhino. Like the octopus is like with its eight tentacles are surrounding the rhino because his favorite awesome. animal is rhinos. Um, wow. If you could just send a picture of that in the group chat later, because now <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> um, well, Jonathan doesn't have a pic a tattoo of an elephant on him, so we're gonna have a conversation <laughs> after this. Does I'm he even saying. love you? where's the love okay no love (laughs) to the left to the left okay everything you own in a box to the left left. that's right (laughs) nobody says it better than beyonce Um, amen uh i i think i would morph into an elephant as i just said but um 
Elephants are my favorite animal. Um, they never forget. They're super smart animals. And when it comes to like walking and and or not walking, not but like elephants tend to be in a herd, right? And so they care about like their family. And I'm just the type of person that is always thinking and caring about the people that surround me. And elephants do that naturally. I actually have a tattoo of three elephants on my back that represent my sisters. And they're all holding like their trunks together. Um, oh, I thought it all three was, of them represented me, Diana, and you. But <laughs> I was is, like, waiting. Hello, yeah. I have an elephant on my calf for you. <laughs> Don't mind Huck's name in it. Don't mind Huck's name in it. But it is Dumbo, and I clearly got it for you, Sarah. Yeah, this is and, so and Susie, awkward. And then <laughs> see so, if I get another I tattoo I'm... for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I would morph into an elephant. What about, what about you, Diana? I, y'all, I think I would morph into a monkey. And here's why. One, my Wait, grandparents. what kind? What kind? Yeah, there's... Oh, we got to get specific. Narrow it down. I would, <laughs> I would morph into a lemur because I want to be a little slimmer. You know those little small monkeys? Ooh, that yeah. Do, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to be a little mm-hmm. slimmer. <laughs> so, but one, because... Like, monkey is the ongoing joke. I have monkeys tattooed on my ankle for me and my mom. My grandparents called us monkey growing up. So it's like a sentimental thing to me. But also, like, I have no energy. And monkeys do have energy. So in my next life or my next transformation, I'm actually going to be really energetic and do things. So <laughs> I'm going to be a monkey over here. So like, you're not going to be a branch. mom in your next life? That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> no. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Have kids, they said. Who is they? I'm still trying to find out. Like, I need to speak to the manager of whoever they is. Because they said have kids. They said this would be fun. And then they act like it's over at 18 years old. Like, from what I'm seeing, it is not over at 18 years old, y'all. Ask my mom. I'm 30. Mm-mm. It's still I call my mom over. every day. She don't. I call my mom every day. My mom answer the phone. I'm like. <clears throat> My mom's in Israel and I'm still calling her right now. Like, hey, hey, girl, what's up? How's the Holy Land? But like, can you help me? Right. Like a um, I know I called my mom today and they just got back from an appointment for my dad. And I was like, yo, I know you're busy today, but like I have something I'm supposed to do for my sister, but I'm working and I can't. Mom, I was like crying. I'm like, I need your help. Like, oh. Just send, just send me the information. I'll take care of it. I'm like, mom, you the best. Thank you. Shout out to moms. I know. My mom is my uh, free child care when I'm at work. So my mom works night shifts. And I don't know how this woman does it. And I don't, hopefully Marco doesn't expect me to do this. (laughs) Marco. My mom. Listen, there's families. No, I'm joking. Um, My mom works night shift. She's a nurse. And um, so she gets home around a little past like one o'clock. She'll sleep until. 6 30 and then wake up and take care of marco until about two o'clock oh my gosh and then she has to go to work by three so my poor mom what yeah. a mom's a superhero uh, yeah i love that i don't know oh. what i would do without her oh yeah my mom um has always been my free child care and uh paul works from home and i just started working again i sub and she still will take Huck a couple days a week and it's amazing mm-hmm. she retired and now she's just like has grandchildren all of the time at her house. So if you actually ever need to drop off Marco, I don't think she would even notice he was there. <laughs> like I think she would just be like, just I think she would be like here's a bottle. It's probably Huck. Just give yeah. him a bottle. <laughs> drop off your kids, Sarah. Bring him down. She won't even notice. Bring him down. They're all there. It's cool. It's cool. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. She might call them different names. She might not call them by their names, but to be fair, I don't think she calls all her grandchildren by their names either. Do they like, even know their own names? Kids. No. Susie doesn't know her it. son's. It's fine. It's I, Mark. I, I, I called him Mark at one point. Him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we have Turning Red in the Hall of Fame then. All right. So we should maybe touch the subject about our next episode, Sarah. All Ms. right. Sarah. Mon cher and mademoiselles, I would like you to pull up a chair as I proudly present a double feature. It's Beauty and the Beast animated version and the live action version. So we are going to be discussing, you know, might might as well unwrap them. My personal 
favorites. Um, so be our guest on our next episode as we talk about Beauty and the Beast. I'm All so right, excited. Guys. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Yes, it is. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you enjoyed our chat, uh, hanging out with us, and we will see you on the next one. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.